Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. The Lord has been giving me quite a few messages and um, if you're new to the channel, then I will just take a brief moment to explain that when I receive the prophetic messages of the Lord, they are usually quite lengthy. They're usually very detailed and quite involved because the Lord is instructing and teaching because God is a God of counsel and wisdom, and he will never speak in a vacuum so that people can say, well, we don't understand why this is happening to us and why do we deserve this? So every prophecy that is on the master's voice at this moment is usually quite a lengthy prophecy. It gives the prophetic word and it gives the reason that God makes known for why he is doing these things. But occasionally the Lord will share things that are just fine-tuning details. So he will give these fine-tuning details, give an insight here, give a comment there. And this thing is usually something that is so edifying by itself, but it's also very short. And so I explained years ago that for these things, especially since the Lord is speaking directly to me for my FYI, for my understanding, I don't open the blog and say, this is a post. So it's not everything that needs to be a headline or needs me to jump on the internet and say this. And so sometimes when these things pile up, when they pile up and there's quite a few of them, then I collate them and I put them on the master's voice. But usually because they are not formal prophetic words. I put them on my community page. So if you do not know how to find the community page, you first have to be subscribed to this channel because the community page is, I think, something pretty newish that YouTube has offered those who reach a certain number of subscribers. They open up this slot called community. And I guess there, that's where you're supposed to interact with your subscribers or the people who are coming to hear what you have to say. So you have to be subscribed. But then after you subscribe, click, click the banner of, click the banner image or the banner name of the channel anywhere. Usually the easiest way to do it is go to the search box after you subscribe and type in the master's voice prophecy blog. It's going to come up. And then once you click it, it will take you to the dashboard of the channel. And then you're, you'll see at the top, it'll say home videos, playlists, community. So on the community page is usually where I put these short prophecies, but because the Lord has given me about five today, and I think I already have about three or four that he shared with me during the course of the month, I will put them all into this video, and then I will put them on the master's voice so that you can actually read for yourself, having to switch up the format a little because of things that I discussed in the recent video concerning deception and what is going on in the prophetic space, that when there is, I guess, a lack of the Lord's direct counsel, a lack of the Lord's direct friendship, because that's why the Lord calls prophets his friends. It is direct friendship where the truth of God comes out and he shares it. But in this modern world that we are facing, there is a rise of alternate voices that are eager to call people for the sake of sensationalism, for the sake of gathering together a community. And all I said, basically, if we have to boil it down, is that you should always have your soul at the forefront of your mind. Your soul should be front and center because when we exit this physical frame, this physical sleeve, this body, all that we have to stand before the father is spirit and soul. And we will be judged for every single word that has come into that soul because by the things that enter the soul, that's how corruption enters. That's how lies enter. That is how you stand before God and you expect to hear well done, good and faithful servant. And all you hear is depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I knew you not. So I've had to change the format of the blog. And even though I am the blog owner, I'm still getting the hang of the new format. So I will not always publish prophecies before I bring them verbally. And sometimes I will publish them and bring them verbally immediately. So at least to those of you who understand that this is a work of integrity, 
you will then know that this written prophecy is tied to this spoken messenger. And may the Lord be the judge of all things. So I will simply title this video Collated Prophecies, but it may appear on the Master's Voice blog under another more finalized name. I will start from... I will start from the newest going to the oldest. So all of these prophecies fall within the month of March. Today in the morning, I would say about 5 or 6 a.m., I was still asleep. But in the early morning, while I am still asleep, the Lord speaks to me a lot. It's, it's one of his favorite times for a conversation. I'm sleeping, but he's talking in my sleep or talking in my dream. And the first thing that the Father said is that Syria will have a war with America an all-out war. So um, it's not going to be a kind of sort of informal or impromptu intervention as the United States did previously with the previous conflict that was going on in Syria. And I do not pretend to be extremely well-read on that. But what the Lord says is that Syria will have a war with America, a formal, as in two countries, fighting war called it an all-out fighting war, and he said that Damascus will be destroyed. Said to me, Celestial, it is popularly believed now that, this, that the scripture of the Bible that says um, Damascus will be destroyed, he says it is popularly, popularly believed now because the city of Damascus did take quite a few hits. Um, he said it's popularly believed now that that scripture in Isaiah has been fulfilled. I'll read it for us in a moment. Because Damascus has been shelled and things like that. But the Lord said, um, though it is popularly believed now that Damascus is destroyed, that is not true. Celestial, the Bible does not mince its language. When a city is counted as destroyed in the Bible, no one lives there anymore, not by choice, but because it's impossible to live there. The foundations become ruined and its structures collapse. It becomes impossible to sustain life there, and the entire place becomes desolate and deserted. The king who wins the war usually burns the entire thing with fire and then plows the land over and sprinkles it with salt so that, it's, so that it becomes useless for agriculture and animal husbandry. So in the Bible, there are a few examples of this. For instance, I think it is when Joshua and the Israelites took the foundational city at the start of their military conquest, conquering the land of Canaan, when they took Jericho, they destroyed the city. So they utterly put everybody in the city of Jericho to the sword, as in every single person, man, woman, child, and beast was killed, except for the things that Achan stole, which they were not supposed to touch. But in terms of life, all life was extinguished except the life of Rahab, the prostitute, and all who belonged to her house. So all who she brought to her house to escape the scourge of death that God had commanded to fall upon Jericho happened. And in the case of Jericho, it even went so far that Joshua pronounced a curse on the city. And he said, if anyone ever tries to resurrect this city, so if anyone ever tries to come here and remove the burnt boulders and build back up the walls of this city, he will start the foundation of the, of the city at the cost of his firstborn, and he will hang the gates of his city of this city at the cost of his lastborn. That's just a poetic but very serious way of saying that if anyone tries to build back this city that we, the Israelites, destroyed and dedicated to our God as a first fruits offering of his military power and might, when he lays the foundation of the city, his firstborn son will die. And by the time he is through building the city and he finally hangs the city gates, the final, the final protection of the city. His last born son will die. And the Bible records that very, very, very later in history, uh, a foreign king came by and he tried to rebuild Jericho. And when he started his first born son, the heir apparent did die. And by the time he had finished Jericho and hung the gates of the city, he also lost his last born son, which goes to show that when curses are pronounced, 
and they are pronounced with the sanction of the Lord God, they will come to pass. So the Lord says that Syria is going to get into an altercation with America and it's going to lead to actual fighting. It's going to lead to actual troop movements and war and the city called Damascus will be destroyed. And the prophecy for that can be found in Isaiah chapter 17 and verse one, the burden against Damascus. Behold, Damascus will cease from being a city and it will be a ruinous heap. A ruinous heap is basically any city or any kind of area that has become so decimated, whether by warfare, whether by terrible weather, whether by a natural disaster or something that it is absolutely inhabitable for people. And here's what God said. He says that when America does this, it's going to be basically shelling Syria. So there's, he said it will be American rockets bombarding the cities of Syria and American troop movements affecting the soldiers of Syria. And this will drive President Assad to great anger and directly into the arms of Russia. So if it's possible to be surprised in your sleep, count me surprised with raised eyebrows. As the Lord said that for America doing this, shelling this nation and destroying this centuries old city, President Assad will be extremely angry. That's one. So he will be visibly angry. And the Lord said that this man will be so angry that he will abandon what is known as normal protocol in the international space. So in the international space, when things happen, the president of a country will come out and he will make a statement, but it is known and accepted among statesmen that you do not come out shaking with anger and showing your real feelings because this is not seen as proper presidential etiquette. But God says that this man will be so angry that he will make openly angry statements and he will speak anti-American rhetoric on public TV. And the Lord said that this is evidence of a new era in politics. And there are more prophetic snippets um, coming up for that and we will go into it. So he will openly speak the kind of stuff that you usually will hear on Iranian TV. And Iran is also mentioned in one of these prophetic snippets. He will be openly angry and he will clearly make his feelings known on public TV. And God says that this is the new era of politics. People are no longer going to hide their statements of anger, frustration, hatred, and vitriol against the United States. They will no longer use polite language anymore. They will say it directly. America, you are this and this. It will be very clear from their statements who they're speaking to, as opposed to before when sometimes you're making a statement and you're speaking about perhaps the West or you're speaking about a particular country that has done something that everybody knows. You don't use the country's name. You would simply say some people in the international arena have, and then you will go on to state the particular thing that one country did. And then everyone at the United Nations listening to the speech or watching a particular president make an address knows who you're talking about, but God says that that is going out the window. We are entering a new era of international politics and people will speak to America directly using the nation's name, using the president's name and saying their clear feelings. So, um, it will be clear who people are speaking to in this new era of politics, and it will be born of distinctly anti-American sentiment. The nations will fall out of love with America, as the Lord has said, and they will each be driven to make their own choices based on their own national interest. So this is one of the things, this first part is dated March the 30th, but one of the things that the Lord said to me during this month was, nations are no longer going to follow the accepted lines of this group of allies and this particular block of countries Asian block, European block, North American block, African block. The Lord says that increasingly we are going to see internationally nations making choices for themselves. He said countries are going to follow the national interest. So to those of you who have studied international relations or basically just if you've been paying attention to global politics for a minute, you will know that traditionally the way that America has structured 
the world order over the last 50 years causes a strange type of I'll just say hypocrisy. She strongly frowns on the practice of nationalism. So American politics is very, very nationalist. It is focused on the national interest doing what is best for Uncle Sam and Uncle Sam's friends and the rest of the citizens if we believe that it is in our interest, which through much of the 90s and the 2000s, the American nation believed that everything that the American... Uh, leadership was saying was for the national interest. And um, it led to a particular type of dichotomy. On one hand, America is extremely nationalist. It's all about America. What can America get out of this treaty? If we can't get anything out of this treaty, we're not signing it. We're not joining it. And so this nation is notoriously known as one of the nations that will not sign international declarations that everybody else is signing. And because she is so powerful and because she supplies, um, the most skilled soldiers or some of the most skilled soldiers to NATO and to the United Nations, no one can really pressure the biggest dog, so to speak, on the UN um, Security Council to sign anything or do anything. So this is a nation that practices me first politics. It's not me too, it is me first. And yet at the same time, America strongly disparages, which means uses her media and uses her international voice to verbally afflict, economically afflict, and in some cases physically afflict by war and occupation, any nation that attempts to do the same. So any country that attempts to be as pro-nationalist as the United States is, even if that country were to say, hey, we're just following your example, that country is going to get strongly recommended, um, reprimanded vocally. They're going to definitely hear from America about it. And then there are a lot of things that happen in the back door, economic sanctions, or being told you can't have this, or you can't have this until you step back from your nationalism. And you may notice, or you may know that one of the countries that do not, one of the regions that do not play this game too well is, I think both the EU, certain countries in the EU do not bend to this. France is one of them notoriously. And other, another country that does not bend to this is Japan. Japan is intensely pro-nationalist. And if Japan comes to international trade deals and there's not much on the table for Japan, Japan has no problem holding out because they are an exceptionally patient people. Japan has no problem saying that she will not sign things that do not benefit her, or she wants to take her time and look it over and she can be looking over stuff for years. And so the Lord says that despite the fact that America is intensely nationalist, but discourages the nationalism of other people, other people are simply going to stop listening to America. And when he told me this, it wasn't but a few days that I look up and I see that India bought discounted oil from Russia. And I thought, this is what God meant. And then that, um, I think it's the White House press secretary came out and said, India, India wants to, well, you know, India can do what India wants to do, but India should think about where India wants to be uh, uh, when the history books are written. And I could almost hear Prime Minister Modi going, we don't care. So uh, if we need oil or gas to run our country, we're not thinking about the history books. We're thinking about how to keep our stoves on. And it brought to mind this prophetic word that I shared. Please um, bear with me. I'm balancing quite a few things. This prophetic word came instantly to my mind and it's from November 13, 2020. And the title of this word is ascendancy. Ascendancy means the process of rising from a previous position to the highest position. And this prophecy is featuring the nation of Russia as God was speaking about how America will decline in importance across numerous factors as Russia is rising in importance. And so I will just read here a little bit. The Lord says that America will be ridiculed at an international level and respect will not be shown to her diplomats anymore. It says that this is a spiritual shift designed by God to bring the nation down to her lowest levels ever. 
lower than at any other time in history. And then the vision that I saw was pretty short. I saw a female American diplomat at one of these international events. So it might have been the UN general counsel, or it might have been somewhere. But the thing is that this woman was speaking and people were being as disrespectful as a high school class. So they kept interrupting her with fake coughs and and shuffling papers. And some people were openly reading on their phones, reading on their Kindles, and they were texting on their phones as she was speaking. Some of the diplomats are from countries that could not speak English. And so obviously they need that headset to understand what she was saying. But these people took the headsets off and they had them around their necks or dangling, you know, from the lapels. I don't know if it's an in-ear piece or if it's a headset. They took them off and they were scrolling on their phone. And you can tell that this person who doesn't speak English does not want to listen to whatever the American diplomat was saying. And so she did her best to get to be professional and she got through her speech, but by the end she was red in the face from embarrassment and from barely suppressed anger. And she went into that little private room, you know, the little private room where the keynote speaker gets to rest and recover. And there was a guy there, a guy from Singapore, you know, the guy who's supposed to stand there in a suit. He's not exactly security, but he's supposed to just be there as an aide in case she needs anything. She was so angry that she said a few years ago, they would have been riveted to what America has to say. They would never have done this. When America speaks, the world listen. And this man was English speaking. They understand English in Singapore. He had this polite look on his face like, I hear you, but um, he didn't answer her. So he didn't engage her in conversation. And then the Lord also showed me that America lost popularity. He said that people will want to fraternize with Russia and China more than ever before. And America will become increasingly overlooked and even blatantly given the cold shoulder in international forums. The nation's love for her will grow cold, said the Lord. And so I saw another scene at the United Nations, and you can go to that prophecy and read it. But basically, what happened was Putin came out to make a speech, and the room did not behave. Again, it was like a high school class. This man came out to make a speech at the United Nations, and people were clapping and going, woo, woo, and they were generally reacting to him like frat boys. Now, in light of the current national situation, international situation, of course, what people will do is say, but it can't be because look, he's invading the Ukraine. But as a messenger of the Lord, all I will say to you is that God takes such a long-term view that sometimes the people who are listening to these messages will not even be around, unfortunately, when these prophecies are fulfilled. All I can say as an example is, Recently, there was a vote called by none other than you know who to bring international condemnation upon Russia for the current actions that they are undertaking in the Ukraine. And I'm sure that the United States thought due to their virtue signaling for which awards can be won by this nation for doing that such as what the secretary, um, the press secretary tried to do to India. And India didn't care. She went ahead and she got that oil because when you need things, I guess you need things. So um, what happened was they took a vote from what I could understand from the little news snippets that we get. News is no longer a full hour like it was. It's now just two minutes and you just have to guess what's going on. And basically the room didn't vote as... I guess the powers that be would have expected. So they expected complete unanimous condemnation of the action in Ukraine and a shocking number of people abstained. And so if we want to look at it PC, we can say, oh, abstaining means I'm being like Switzerland. I don't want to say anything, but sometimes abstaining just means I'm not going to vote because I don't want it on record. What I really think. And so... Anti-American sentiment, the Lord says that America will lose popularity, the love of America will be abandoned, and you can always go to the Master's Voice and read that prophecy from 2020, Ascendancy. The next prophecy is a prophecy that I have received before, but I will read this one from March the 30th today, and then I will direct you to the other one on the Master's Voice. America and Iran will also fight also a physical altercation, not just words. Iran will emerge the victor from that in terms of clear 
0.1. This is because America is not expecting to be touched by any nation in terms of a physical fight, but she will be. Iran will touch her. Iran will draw blood. They will land blows. And for this alone, this they will be respected and highly congratulated by the Arab countries surrounding them, as well as secretly by many of America's enemies. So the prophecy that I received, I think it was also 2020. It is called the cockfight. And it is almost a word-by-word reiteration of what I have just read, that Iran and America are not going to just have this thing that they've had going for the last 40 to 50 years. Um, One person will make a speech from Washington and the other person will make a speech from the capital of Iran. It's not going to be like that. The Lord said that there's going to be actual physical interaction involving soldiers and American soldiers will be killed in in view of the fact that Iran will draw blood, physical blood. But the Lord says that Iran's greatest victory will be the fact that she is able to touch America and make her feel it. And for the fact that she will have the courage to do this, and she will also have the ability to do this, in the cockfight, the Lord showed that there is great fury in the heart of Iran. Now, when I speak of these nations and I just say America, Russia, Iran, understand that this is a nation composed of a leader, a leadership, and people. And when you do something against a nation, it touches the old women, it touches the grandfathers, it touches the youth who are at that time in life where they want opportunities, they want to be able to grow, they want to be able to travel and things like that. And when you crush a country the way America has crushed Iran and crushed Cuba, you build up a flame of hatred, not only in the progressive leaders that come over the seasons. For instance, the guy who's leading Iran now is probably not the same guy who was leading it when they had that um, Olympics incident and something like that. So people do get old, they die, leadership change. But when you have a specific international policy against a nation that you do not lift, that you do not move, you cultivate fury in the heart of that nation as one man against you. This does not mean that every person in that country will say, we hate this nation, but on a whole, if you take a poll because of the way you have affected national pride, because of the way you have affected and basically shaped the, the kind of life that those people have access to through sanctions, through punishments, through trade embargoes, through telling people at the United Nations, this is the boogeyman. If you trade with the boogeyman, you yourself will be counted as a boogeyman lover and you will be punished. Family, I am telling you the truth because prophecy comes not to talk to your the red side that you love or the blue side that you love. Prophecy comes to tell the truth. And these are the these are the last of last years and days. I'm not saying that tomorrow this is the entire master's voice blog is going to fulfill itself. I'm saying that we are in the time and the Lord is always telling me this with an urgency that we are in the time where there is nothing that has been done in the dark that will not come to light. There is nothing that has happened in secret that will not be revealed. So for me to sit here and be disingenuous and be like, oh, you know, I don't know if what they did is right. The policy of this nation is a crushing policy. And the vision that I will speak of in this will reveal that even if I were not here, even if I were to just disappear off the planet tomorrow, God forbid, the Lord knows the truth of the nations. And he is speaking to the nations according to who they are. No nation can say, but it is not me. I have not done these things. I wipe my mouth and there's no evidence. All the evidence has been written by the watchers before I was born. So I am here to speak out now the things in the darkness and the things that as a collective, this nation sat and stamped and said, it's okay, go overseas and do these things. Now God is here with the receipt and somebody has to pay that receipt. So let the listeners of this channel understand that I am not here for any single man, woman, boy, or pet. 
I am here because the truth of the Lord will be spoken so that the nation can have a full apprehension. That means the full picture of how God in heaven sees things and why we will and are going through the things that we are. Let God be true and every man a liar. And so when you dictate and when you pursue policy that crushes nations, eventually, even Nebuchadnezzar found this out, heaven will pursue policy that crushes you. And so Iran will touch America. They're going to have some kind of fight, some kind of altercation. And when Iran draws blood, the Arab world is going to be extremely happy. They may show it visibly, they may not show it visibly, and not only that, but there are many people around the world, President Putin and President Xi, and I'm not naming or picking on them, it's all documented in the prophecy. Sorry, when I point this way, I'm pointing to my computer, which is off camera, and they will be happy. In the, pres in the prophecy, the cockfight, in fact, the Lord showed me that after all this blew over, or after all this kind of died down, mostly because America backed off because she was so shocked that anybody could even bother to respond or retaliate to her, President Putin was one of the first people on the phone to tell the leader of Iran, well done, well done to you. And many Arab leaders reached out to Iran and congratulated them. And uh, the Lord showed that they responded with a shocking fury because they were basically sick and tired of the policy that America has pursued to them, I think, against them since the 80s that has left the country almost like it's a third world country. And remember, Iran is in the midst of a basin where all those guys have oil, all those guys have everything. And if they had been allowed to develop at the rate of everyone else, it might have been a different story for their nation. And so uh, China, the Lord said that China and America will have a war of words. So that is not going to be a physical altercation. There is going to be a war of sharp words taking place in the press. And President Xi will not even blink an eye in saying what he has to say. Remember that earlier in this message, the Lord said that anti-American rhetoric on public global TV is going to shape the new era of pop politics. Basically, people saying what they have to say without feeling bad about it. Um, here, yes, I mentioned this. Nations will pursue their self-interest. No longer will countries vote as a block or vote as expected or make deals according to group paradigms. They will do what works for them, even in the face of international condemnation. So look for people perhaps who depend on Russia for certain things to keep depending on Russia for those things and not stop getting what they need from them, no matter what the White House says. The last thing that the Lord said to me today is that Nigeria, the nation of Nigeria in Africa, is going to have a marked increase in guerrilla warfare and internal fighting. The Lord says that Nigeria is being deliberately destabilized and their rebel groups are growing bolder and bolder. As a result, the people of Nigeria are going to end up wailing because they will lose their loved ones in daring raids in more fires and more explosions that leave many dead in unexpected ways. So um, I do know that there is one group in Nigeria called Boko Haram, but the sense I was getting as the Lord was speaking to me in my sleep is that there seem to be other splinter groups that are either learning from Boko Haram's example and the fact that since 20... 13, the government does not seem able to get a handle on these people. And so other splinter groups have perhaps butted up like evil mushrooms in the country and learning from them. And therefore they're going to be, and there's going to be unfortunately an increase in these shock raids and shock bombings that are going to leave a lot of people dead in raids. When they raid, this is usually when they take live captives and carry them off to the mountains or wherever they go and hide with these people. And the Lord said, there's going to be more fires and bombings and explosion that leave people dead unexpectedly. So this is definitely um, high quality guerrilla warfare. He says that the Nigerian government is not prepared for this, nor are they equipped, meaning militarily or through strategy or through even spying to find out where these people are, nor are they prepared or equipped to face this type of terrorist onslaught. And as a result, Nigerians are going to get exceedingly agitated in the face of what seems like 
government helplessness, and a distinct inability to protect them. As a result, the Lord said that migration patterns, modern migration patterns in Nigeria are going to change because the demographic of where tribes normally live in Nigeria is going to shift. So if there are tribes that normally live in the north of Nigeria or tribes that normally live in the south of the country, basically based on history, where they've always lived, also based on religion, where they're normally congregated. God said that there's going to be a complete shift in the migration patterns of this country because people will get tired of being bombed and blown to pieces on the local transport, the buses, I guess, and trains and whatever they use there. And they will start to move en masse to areas that are safer. And he says that Nigeria is already in an economic crisis, but it will grow worse. And being Africa's greatest oil producing nation will not stop the black horse from riding in that nation. And if I can just take you briefly to the book of Revelation chapter six, where it talks about the different horses, each horse being a portent. A portent is an omen or a sign of some of the things that we can expect to see in the end times. Revelation chapter six, verse six says, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of wheat for a denarius and do not do not harm the oil and wine. Sorry, verse five says, when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. And I look and behold a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. This is the sign of coming economic tightness. We call it economic straits and limitations and also economic collapse. Economic collapse is going to be part and parcel of the end times. A lot of people do not teach the end times properly. They're constantly talking about, yes, the fact that there are going to be creatures like the locusts from the pit and um, the fallen angel whose name is Apollyon being given the key to the bottomless pit and things like that. But also, we need to understand that going into the end times, it is going to be a very progressive difficulty where we move slowly from acceptable life, tolerable life into the fact that many people are going to become homeless. Many people are going to be going hungry as prices skyrocket on normal goods, which we are already in the midst of here in the United States. So God said these things years ago, and there are still prophecies to read. So Things are going to go incrementally and economic collapse and economic struggle, economic crisis and the collapse of nations as their currencies begin to topple and fall down. Understand that no nation will eventually have a currency because the beast has his own money in mind that he plans to microchip or somehow put into and integrate into the human vessel so that your money becomes a part of you. And so breaking down national sovereignty and breaking down strong economies is all part of the beast system. Now on March the 20th, 2022, the Lord said to me, the land will be chastised. He's talking about the United States. This land will be scourged and all the people with it. A scourge is the thing they beat Jesus with. So God is just trying to let us know just how, how painful and hard the various punishments coming to the U.S. will be. Scourge is that cat of nine tails with the little things that when you whip, it takes off pieces of flesh. That is what happened to the Lord. The land will be blasted with heavy artillery and shelled until the face of it is broken and pockmarked. Large buildings will be shelled mercilessly, including New York City and Atlantic City. So for a few days during this week, it was either the week before March the 20th or the week during March the 20th. I was seeing a strange vehicle and the Lord was telling me that the Russians will bring that vehicle here to the United States. I do not know the name of this vehicle, but I can describe it. And then perhaps those of you who have military training or military background, or just simply know how to understand what I'm saying, 
you can tell the rest what it is. It is a car, it is a vehicle, it is an armored vehicle, military vehicle, that the bottom of it looks like a Jeep. So the bottom of it looks like a Jeep or a Humvee. But then on the back, I wish I had brought my crayons with me. On the back, you know how a box of crayons look? If you were to open a box of Crayola crayons, you would see all the crayons in there pointing upward with a sharp peak. So on the back of that is something like a box of crayons, but it's missiles. And that thing has the ability on the back of this Jeep to turn like this and turn like this and turn and point upwards and it fires rocket missiles. It fires those missiles that go shoo and comes out one by one or they can all come out together. So it looks like a box of crayons on the back of a thing. And I was seeing this vehicle and I don't know what to call it. So I couldn't Google it. I don't know what it's called, but it just, it just has missiles on the back that can turn like this and turn like this and turn like that. And the Lord said that the Russians will bring a lot of those vehicles here. And with them, they will just drive around and just bomb things, just bomb buildings and bomb things. And so the next word is from March the 15th, 2022. And the Lord said, there is a trap being laid for America. Her style is very predictable and her enemies are drawing her in to destroy her. They are enticing her in the very way that they know works best for her. Provocation, waiting for her to reach out her hand to strike as usual but they will grab that hand and cut it off. The hammer of the whole earth will be cut off and then she will know devastation such as has never been experienced by her people from the founding of the nation until now. And the Lord talks to me about this a lot. So God teaches me a lot of things about America that I would not ordinarily know because school does not teach this. Newspapers do not teach this. No form of media communication in the United States actually tells the citizens of the United States what it's really like. God says that America lacks diplomacy. So in the old days, it was understood in the international space among nations during the time that people like perhaps I think maybe George Washington was alive and um, Abraham Lincoln was alive. And even later in history, when you see men like Winston Churchill, a statesman was a person who was very beloved by his nation because he is a man who is able to go to these fancy international dinners and talk to people and bring back a good deal for the nation. A good statesman is like a very skilled fisherman. A very skilled fisherman is a man that his wife loves and his children trust and honor because they know that when dad gets into the boat and he heads out into the sea, as long as there is no natural disaster where the sea takes our father, we know that he will always come back with a full net and we will have food to eat and extra to sell. So a good statesman is just like that. He goes out and he negotiates and speaks to many different countries from many different ethnic backgrounds, and he brings a good deal home for his nation. But America, the Lord says, does not use diplomacy. She simply uses force. She uses blunt force. She uses covert force. And that's why, to tell you the truth, no other nation ends up, please excuse the sunshine, no other nation ends up, oh wow, God shifts it. He's so funny. <laughs> no other nation ends up in the news as much for being exposed for sending secret soldiers into people's countries to do secret things. And then it comes out five years later, or one of the secret soldiers gets old and grows a conscience and writes a book. And so that is just force that is not diplomacy. And God says that the enemies of America absolutely know this about her and they will use it to lay a trap for her. And that trap, he says, is being laid right now because of her predictable style, which is as soon as something happens, she jumps in and says, we're doing this and we're putting sanctions and we're coming over there and we're occupying and we're building a base in your country. And so he says that because they know her style and it is always the same, it will be very easy to grab her hand and cut it off. And then I saw a vision um, when he told me this, March 15, and America was depicted as a man. In the old days when um, you had people like Cecil John Rhodes and other types of explorers, they would draw the map of the place where these explorers slash conquerors would go, and then they would draw them like this, 
standing on the map in explorer clothes and a big hat on their head. And I saw America like this. It's very rare to see America as a man. But here she was a man and she was a big, strong man. And she had an arm. America was depicted as a man standing on standing on the world map. So he was standing on the world map and he had his arms like this. And one of his arms was an arm, but the other was an arm that from about here turned into a very large hammer. It's a very massive hang hammer, much bigger than the normal arm. And it was, it was very, very big, like the type of thing that you might see Popeye having. And with this metal hammer, the nation of America was smashing many countries on the map. So you, countries, America's standing on the world map, and then he's looking over the map, and then he would move and smash a country here and move and smash a country there. And every time he smashed a country, the map made an indentation. So the hammer actually caused the map to be crushed in that area, and then it made that that signal, it made that sign that you find in cartoons. You know, in the cartoons, when there's a very hard punch, they make that sound, they make the sound pow, but they also make that big drawing that shows pain, pain, like an explosion type of drawing. So America was hitting many, many places. And what the Lord was showing me is, look, I saw that America was hitting far more places than the official wars that we know. So I took the time before this video and I look and I saw that America has only officially declared war according to the right in the constitution 10 times. And all these 10 times was before 1944. So it was 1941 and 1942 against obviously Italy and Germany and um, Japan. But then after that, in modern history, America has never invoked um, her official war clause. So she doesn't actually say that she's going to war with countries. She says that she's committing, she's doing freedom exercises and liberation exercises. And therefore those things do not get written on her earthly permanent record as wars. But I saw that even above the ones that we know in the modern times against Iraq and intervention in Kuwait and in Syria that I just mentioned in this video, God showed me that America has used, and the word is coercion, bullying, intimidation, and control of other nations to coalesce a position of power to assure herself of a position of power. And so I saw many crushed areas, just the way you would hit something and it, and it makes an indentation. It, it crushes in that area. I saw many, many more than the official wars that she's known for. But the thing is that every time the hammer struck, every time the nation used the hammer, the hammer got hot. So I don't know if the man wasn't paying attention to it, but the hammer, every time he struck, the metal started lightening up the way metal does when it is becoming overheated. So it was no longer a cool gray, but it started to get lighter and lighter gray and then become redder and redder and redder. And the look on this man's face was becoming extremely bloodthirsty and crazy. He looked like someone playing an international game of whack-a-mole, strike and strike. And the map kept getting these indentations and the hammer was now so hot that I saw little red droplets of liquid coming off of the hammer because it had been used so many times. And then all of a sudden I saw two hands, two human hands holding a very large sword just came down out of the air from nowhere and cut off the man's arm not at the metal part. So the, the hammer did not strike anywhere here where um, the sword did not strike anywhere here where it was metal. The person went for the flesh part. And the Lord showed me that the arm of flesh with which this nation always helps herself will be cut off. The arm was sliced right off and that hot hammer fell to the earth and America dropped in agony and shock. And the vision disappeared and the voice of the Lord said to me, the hammer of the whole earth will, will fall. And the last prophecy in this one is 
March the 5th, 2022. And the Lord said to me, I think this must have been right close to when Russia went into Ukraine. He said, this is a pilot war. This is a test run. Russia is testing the boundaries of many things, including seeing how the international world will react to modern aggression against borders. So in the old days when Britain was going around conquering everything and the scramble for Africa basically took the whole continent and gave it to, to colonizers, it was sort of quote unquote acceptable to use force and conquering and things like that to increase your territory. But now it is not, it is frowned upon. It is more than a faux pas. It is basically internationally illegal. And so when it happens, everyone condemns it. But here the Lord said that Russia is testing the boundaries of many things to see how the international world will react to modern aggression against borders. Russia wants to see if it will only be verbally condemned or if it will get to the point where there are troops sent or if there will be sanctions and if so, what type and how long for. He says they are measuring what type of punishment will follow a move of conquest, what form it will take, and most importantly, can the aggressor weather and survive it. So in simple English Russia is basically testing themselves to see if they're able to make a move like this and what will happen, how bad the punishment will be, and can Russia weather it, and can Russia survive through it. And all I know is that the prophetic word of the Lord that I have received is that eventually Russia will take all of Europe, almost all of it. I do not know who will actually be outside of it because he said even countries that are not traditionally Russian will be conquered by Russia. Some people will willingly join Russia. One of those nations is definitely the nation of Latvia. The Lord has said in prophecy that no matter what Latvia says to the United States, Latvia does not support the United States. Latvia has a Soviet heart at heart and just for my own personal self, the Lord led me to look at the coalition of NATO countries, and there are quite a few former Soviet nations in there, including one that God has already revealed will gladly join Russia in the end times, and that is the nation of Turkey. And so uh, I hope it can be understood that these prophecies, when they're given to me over a period of time, are very small and short, and I will not open the Lord's blog and write one paragraph. But when time goes on, as you can see, it has only been 30 days, and all the things that are now in this 50-minute video are things that the Lord says to me because he is teaching me and showing me what the global order really is. If you are getting your information from the news, then basically you are not getting any information from the news. The news is not orchestrated to teach you or tell you the truth. The news is pro-nationalist. It is going to tell you to understand and think exactly what the United States wants you to think. So if the United States, for instance, wants its citizens to believe that Russia has no weapons, when the Lord God, who is not running his own TV station, says that Russia actually has so many weapons that they are even stashing it in the mountains so that when America is doing her little spy drone flyovers, she will see no sign of the munitions that Russia and by extension China actually has. And then you see people watching the news and writing under the comment section, oh wow, they wanted to have a war and yet they don't even have enough guns. If people believe this, then all that I can say in the midst of deception, in the midst of deception, the Lord says, my people dwell. I am celestial and this is the master's voice. I've been away for a short while. I thank you for all those who have subscribed. I welcome old and new subscribers back. And Thank you to all those who support the Master's Voice. I sincerely appreciate you. Thank you for all the gifts that you send and your kind words and your encouragements. And until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.